Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Grant, and I'm playing Trather Wimblin, a human fighter. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm going to be playing John Abermere, a crimson-born human. Peter, Bertrand Greystone, Dwarven Forge Cleric. William R. Ericocro Magi. Daniel, I am playing Vatten. I am a half-elf ranger. Hi, my name is Ben, and I am Twig, or Shem. I am a rogue bard and a, a goliath. We hope you enjoy our episode. You guys have been at the tower. You have uh, fought the flail snail at Radden's behest to get him the different pieces he needed of the creature to build the barrier cubes to help protect the orc city and help uh, Bastion with something. You have a, a tiny pink one to give to Bastion, and the party has a, a somewhat larger, not significantly, but somewhat larger one to give to uh, the Orc City. Um, okay. And as you guys are getting ready to leave, he, he stops you. Sean, I need mm-hmm. to call in one of my favors uh, now, actually. If okay. I could. Um, and he kind Absolutely, of just... Yeah. He, he kind of just waves the rest of the party on it and motions you inside. Um... If, if you okay. will sit, sit please. Um, there's food on the table as always because it's Radden, and he knows you. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> so John it, just starts like casually stuffing his face. Yes, good. Um, build your strength. That will be important soon. Uh, as you've probably noticed, uh, this tower is rather large, several stories up, but I don't really ever use the upstairs. Um, okay. That was that's because about a year ago, I, to be honest, I made a mistake. And not proud of it, but I would like mm. to fix it. And I borrowed Karis and Trellis to try and do so. So you're familiar I see. with other planes, yes? Yeah, quite, yes. Well, yeah, Gestures I've... to like the various flecks of, of crimson bornness. Yes, yes I'm familiar with. And... With planar concepts, yes. You probably more than any of your friends, if we're being honest. Um, well, I, I wouldn't want to speak for them. Oh, yeah, I guess that's more just my knowledge than but... anything else. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he pauses. I hmm. was doing an experiment. Was 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 mm-hmm. working on a project, and may have inadvertently found a cross point between two planes. That cross point apparently exists roughly in my tower. I may have accidentally blended the two planes, so now the second one just sort of exists in the tower. Upstairs. Okay. Mostly upstairs. Okay. A little outside. Around the... There's a fence outside. I fenced it in for safety. But, but most of it exists on the second, third, and fourth, and maybe a little on the fifth um, levels of the tower. Um, okay. I thought actually I had an insect problem originally. And then I realized as I looked more closely, thankfully I didn't, you know, squish them. It wasn't insects, it was an expedition. Set out by one of the groups oh. to explore their new home. That I have inadvertently brought them to. Uh, that was about six months ago that the expedition made it down the stairs. It's been an unusual six months. The best I can tell, as no I have carefully explored the upper levels, there are a variety of races and creatures and new biomes that have taken residence in the upper floors of my tower. There are also, you know, as there are in, in many planes, a variety of beasts and creatures to deal with, but now I have also inadvertently created the plethora of new issues for them from all the larger things that now exist in our world that also exist in theirs by accident. I'd, I'd like to sever the two, and in an attempt to mm-hmm. explore them more, I managed to shrink Trellis um, and set him forth to explore upstairs. And now I can't get him back. Um, I see. I gave him a small band. Uh, he wears it on his left wrist. 
it allows me to track him through the tower from an aura. Mm -hmm. And as long as I know where he is, I can bring him back. Mm -hmm. I found the band, brought the band back, and he is not with it anymore. So I put it back where it was. I I need you to find him. And then I'll sort out the whole extra plane in my house thing later. Mm -hmm. Um, And from downstairs, you hear some footsteps. and uh, One step from downstairs, one step from upstairs. And from upstairs, you hear a voice you recognize. Mm -hmm. John. Uh, And Karis peeks her head down the stairs. You're here too. Good. Good. That'll help. We need to go find my brother. Yeah, I'd say it's good to see you again, but under the circumstances, I, I... I, I wish they were better circumstances. Not ideal, I suppose. But um, we have a new friend to go with us. And from downstairs, a large, bluish in scale tone dragonborn steps up. Oh. Hello. My name is Rem. Hello. Uh, sorry, what was that name again? Rem. It's just it, W-R-E-M. R-E-M? Yeah. W-R-E-M. It's a pleasure to meet you, John. Good to uh, good to meet you too. Uh, so, what you have in front of you? So, obviously, you've read and you've met Karis before. She's a an Elven Ranger. Her her twin brother. Uh, sorry, this is Karis. Her twin brother Trellis is the one who is somewhere upstairs. Um, it's like bad hide and go seek, but like with Lego people. <laughs> um, and then you have before you a rather large probably over seven feet tall pretty solidly built um blue toned dragonborn uh pretty heavy armor large greatsword okay Hmm. well this will be interesting i suppose radin where are we going uh radin walks over to the table picks up a small box opens it and tosses each of you a band uh it kind of fits around your wrist okay These will allow me to track you as you explore upstairs. Not that far, but much further than I expected, it seems. Uh, I recommend you start start upstairs and maybe at the top of the stairs and then put the bands on. And from that point, I will shrink you. The band will shrink you. And I believe if you head inland from the top of the stairs uh, through the forest towards the closest river you will find you will find where i believe trellis last was and at least where his band last was uh and if inland so 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 once you get to the top of the stairs um you'll see a giant puddle in the middle of the room that is apparently some kind of large sea on this other plane okay um and there is a large forest uh, or as I call it, a houseplant, um, that subsists nearby. But I believe somewhere near that, uh, near the closest coast of the sea you will come to from the top of the stairs. This sounds ridiculous, and I love it. Um, you, will, <laughs> you will find that band. Yours should roughly attract you to his. And as you look at the band, you kind of get sort of an Arcana-based feel for it. It definitely does give off an aura, and it's an aura you feel like you can probably track. Okay. Just kind of occasionally your band gives off a kind of, of focus that you can kind of keep up with. Okay. Um, if you have any questions before you go, now would be a good time. I try not to go upstairs as much as possible as it is dangerous for everyone else. I'm... I guess... I guess this is one of those things that I'll have to see to fully understand. So, as it is, I have no questions. Um, very well then. I will tell you, you will run into a variety of creatures you are familiar with. They seem to have a lot of races I would consider similar to the ones on our plane. Mm. I do not think they necessarily respond to others the way you would traditionally expect them to here, but there's potential there. Though I would like to just send them home. 
if at all possible. I'm sure they would appreciate that. Okay. A mouse got well, in last it's... week and wreaked havoc on oh. one tribe. There was a war. I... Well, a war with them and a mouse, but... Mm -hmm. I think that's what happened, at least. It was kind of confusing. Very small scale. <laughs> uh, and so... Karis is like, I, Heading if, on up. if you have questions, I'll, I'll explain. Oh. I've already seen a lot of this. Well, we're good. Uh, so you guys get to the top of the stairs, and you notice as you look around, so it looks like a, a typical Magi's Tower. There's tables, mm -hmm. there's books all over the place, there's vials everywhere. Um, but you see a lot of other things you wouldn't necessarily expect to still be lying around. Like, there's huge mounds of dirt places there weren't before. There's a huge, like, three by four foot in size puddle in the middle of the second floor there's all these things that would in theory look like jungles and small cities that you can kind of roughly make out as you look across what is not a particularly but is still decent sized in circumference room mm -hmm. and you notice there's sort of as you put your hand out when you get to the top of the stairs there's sort of a barrier and uh, uh Karis Oh, uh Ran, you should you should yes, that. Oh, uh yes, of course. Um I have put a barrier at the top of each the top of the stairs of each floor. So as certain intrusions do not make their way through into the rest of that plane. Uh but with the bands on you should be able to pass through it. Okay. So uh Vrim kind of steps past everybody. Right. Um, well then, let's go. He slips the band on his hand, and he puts his hand on the barrier, and he kind of, as he kind of steps through the barrier, he shrinks to the point you don't see him anymore. Okay. But you're fairly certain, it, it, you're, you're detecting that aura. He's very close mm -hmm. to it in front of you. Okay. Uh, Karis does the um, same thing. I'll, uh, I'll do the same so that I can not step on them. <laughs> Okay, good. Uh, and as you do, you hear Ren behind you. Careful, John. And you, presumably, as, as far as you can tell, shrink. Okay. And appear, you kind of go from standing on these giant stone stairs to now, you're kind of somehow on the edge of a forest. Okay. And Karis and Vrim are basically standing right next to you and mm -hmm. you see what you expect to see in a forest you see trees you see grass you see plants growing you see wildlife running around but then when you look up in the sky there's giant windows and all those things that you saw strewn across that you would normally expect to see in Ratten's tower are still there but they're gigantic okay uh, uh, so so i'm on the edge of the forest is the ground stone or is it more like grass like it is it's this more like grass sort of like a mild plane hop sorry what was that it, it's a very it, yeah it's a very mild plane hop it's more like grass you think if you you know okay. dug down even just a few feet a few feet at this mm -hmm. scale you'd probably hit stone just actually pure okay. smooth tower stone but at least on this level there's grass and there's flowing water in the distance and okay, flowing. Okay. Things seem to be growing. Okay. Uh, and in front of you, as you guys kind of get to the edge of the forest, make me a perception check. Five. <laughs> I got a five. Okay. Uh, so as you're looking around, you're kind of taken <laughs> in by this whole thing, because it's very complex looking. There are, you know, normal sized, you know, deer-like creatures, and trees, okay. and a river, and monstrous bookshelves and you know dust bunnies the size of a small town that kind of thing it's very mm -hmm. it's very confusing and it kind of sends you into a not not shock but definitely a state of confusion temporarily uh and when yeah, you kind of like write weird yourself uncanny valley kind of thing very similar and as you kind of kind of come to your senses okay. karis taps you on the shoulder and in front of you stand four elves. Mm -hmm. At least to you, they're elves. Okay. 
Uh, and Vrim has kind of taken up position in front of the two of you. Oi. Hmm. Not my favorite. Uh. Wasn't expecting. Hello, fellow travelers. They look you over. Uh, and one of them steps forward. Looks kind of confused. Hmm. Giant ones. Three more come. Interesting. Your companion was here already. Do you happen to know where he went? Huh. Fortunately for him, he was taken. Fortunately. No, unfortunately. Oh, unfortunately. That, that may have Sorry. been just me My being apologies. too quiet. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Tepriv have him. I assume they Could you spell that, please? Uh, T-E-P-R-I-V. Karis uh, taps you on the shoulder. Bird people. We're pretty sure those are the okay. bird people. He so the the elf steps forward. Hmm. Well, you don't immediately brandish weapons at us, so that is good. Why are you here? Have you come for him? If by him you mean our our friend from our plane, yes. Hmm. Plane. So you know. Good. Very yes, good. Yes, we've been well informed. Can you fix it? Not as of yet. Although uh, one of our compatriots is working on a solution and he's an intelligent sort. Um, I expect it sh shouldn't be too terribly long, assuming that time works the same here as it does where we're originally from. It is not, but it is close. You're talking of the older giant one, yes? Uh, yes. We have seen him before. Well, this has been most interesting. Okay. This is... Where is this in your world? What floor are we on of the tower? Uh, level two. <laughs> level, level two? Okay. Uh, we're on the second floor of a, uh, of a not terribly tall tower in uh, a lightly forested area. Um, the tower is owned by Radden owns the tower and uh, hmm. is um, a, a thaumatologist of sorts. Interesting. Well, as long as he's trying to fix it, I suppose that is good enough. This is most unusual for us. We, I mean, our world comes with its own peril, but uh, Yours has added some new excitement and intrigue, I suppose. Has it? Uh, I I hesitate to ask. Has it added any anything that what what we would term crimson? Hmm. He looks you over and he looks at you. Oh, like your arm? No. No, that is not something uh, I have a... seen before. Then that's a relief. Hmm. This is not the first time that our world has crossed with another. Most interesting. That is... Hmm. Very. Well, uh, if you seek the boy, he was taken by the Tepriv, I believe, back to their village. They took him near the river. Uh, one of the very ones well. standing Thank next to him very... points at the thing on your arm. Mm -hmm. He lost his... Like the, the flex? The, the band. The band ride. Oh, you. the band. The band. Mm -hmm. He lost his. Fell off when they took him. Was by the river, but last we saw, the Krontar took it. The Krontar. Uh, K R O T N T A R. Uh, C R A N T A U R. A N T U R. Krontor. They like. Could you describe them for me, please? They like shiny things. Uh. Large amphibious creature. Giant claws. Grass on its back. As he, as he describes this, it sounds like something you're familiar with. Uh, they live. Like in... a frog? Not exactly. Amphibious is maybe the wrong word. Um, okay. 
shellfish is probably okay. more accurate. Um, there's a there's a, a creature uh, okay. that's common in the forest around Radden's Tower. It's called a forest crab. Uh, it is possible. Okay. So they're you know, average size crab, but they are they kind of draw the line in between living in the water and living in the forest, kind of like a. I guess similar to like a frog or a turtle. Um, okay. So they and, they are. They like and they like shiny things. And they like shiny things. Um, okay. Except if one came in from outside, it would be the same size it was outside um, before okay. passing through the barrier. Because the it, if it came in before the barrier existed, it wouldn't mm. have shrunk, so it would be giant. Yeah. Uh, and they point towards the river, uh, which you can see was the kind of giant puddle in the middle of the room. Uh, but it is moving, and you're not really sure why. Why why the water moves when it's just... When you're normal size, it just looks like a big puddle. Yeah. Uh, interplanar stuff is weird. He points through the trees, and you do see the water in the distance. And in the distance, you also see a presumably Krantar. Giant, giant forest crab. Uh-huh. Just kind okay. of poking around. And he's kind of digging in the sand... At the edge of the water. Uh, and he's probably, so I mean, something, you know, the size of a small ball in your world is now the size of a large truck. Okay. Here. Vrim looks a little confused. That's mm -hmm. just a forest crab. Well, it's not just that anymore. So it's, it seems. Um... I'm not careful, I'm going to make seafood puns. And that just lets Daniel be happy, so we're going to move on. Yeah. Um, if it's any consolation, I, Jenny, have a mild fear of crabs and try not to think about them very hard. I so did not realize that. So there will be that. no puns from me. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Back when, to Merfolk next time. When you're two years old, when you're two years old and you're in a grocery store and a live crab just kind of jumps out of a basket at you. Oh no. It, it kind of messes with you. That's yeah. Like, that's like me in thunderstorms. When I was f uh, three, yeah. I think? Three or four? Uh, lightning mm. hit the house, and sparks jumped out of oh. the TV. Like, I don't know how close oh. I was. I was a couple feet away, but they jumped a couple feet out of the That's TV, good. like at me, and hit me. Yeah, but it still freaked me out. <laughs> was yeah, uh, that was not fun. So, mm. so in the distance, big, totally crab, crab grass thing. Crab grass. Crab. Oh no, crab grass. <laughs> it's an actual thing. Crab thing. Crab thing. Yeah. I forgot crabgrass uh, is a real thing. Forest crab thing. Yes, forest crab. It is a real thing. I forgot about that. Crabgrass. There you go. There's a reference. All right. Vrim. Well, um, and as you look in the distance, you do see in one of its claws the band. Oh. Okay. Uh, and it's sort of digging with John the other claw. John has no fear of crabs. John has no fear of crabs, and John will go sprinting. <laughs> Tally-ho. Um, um, so you guys set forth. Uh, yeah. And uh, it looks up and sees you. And just kind of, you see its, its eyes kind of move back and forth, kind of like sizing you up. And then it looks at Vrim. Vrim's armor's kind of shiny, but Vrim also has a band on his hand, and it's mm. very shiny, and the crab looks very excited now. Click, 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 click. Shiny things. Uh-oh. Uh John! <laughs> I, I know that voice. <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. this thingy. Okay. Now, here's the... Okay. Okay, I don't have to. I don't have to do fancy stuff. I can just do minor illusion. John's gonna put over here. Okay. I think. I think that's within the range. Yeah, um, yeah that should be fine. Basically, just like a a pile of of shiny shells and rocks and and metal things like okay. bigger and shinier and stuff like that. Uh, minor illusion. So that's a cantrip. Okay. Uh, what is the save? Let's go. Um. You only, I think, if I'm reading this right, okay, illusion also ends if I dismiss it. Um, if a creature uses its action to examine the sound or image, the creature can determine that it is an illusion with okay. a su successful intelligence or investigation check. 
and it has uh, versus what you create has uh, no physical because so if it tries to pick it yeah, up uh, he'll realize it's an illusion i i think it would be ridiculous for a crab even if it is not a smart crab to still think that it's real even if its claws pass through it sure, like i absolutely. think it's gonna figure something out if okay. it does touch it okay so basically you create this giant pile of shiny things and yes. the like i'm trying to get it to to like lose interest in its small shiny that it currently has and to go for the big shinies perhaps dropping the small shiny so we can just pick it up and run away because it has so it has more room in its claws for all the other small shinies i like it exactly okay so it sees the the big pile of shiny things and it looks down at the one it has looks up at the others down you know and then it just kind of mm. it so it's it's dug the little hole with its other claw it drops the mm -hmm. band in the hole covers the band over with the the sand and then begins shuffling <laughs> over towards the pile of other things okay um but john before, is going to okay he, he he doesn't try to pick any of them up he just kind of starts dancing out of what oh, you assume so to be forest crab excitement okay How, however that translates <laughs> okay um so, the so band, yeah john the is gonna run right over here. to the pile of bands right over there john's gonna run over to the pile of dirt and uh start digging okay uh, I'm um, guessing that it's sort of like helped with the aura thing. Yes, you know exactly where it is in like, the, in like the sand. Like figuring out where it is. Okay. Uh, about okay. the time you get to the pile and you basically move, because it's not that much dirt or sand, like it's yeah. maybe like a foot, and you can kind of just stick your hand in mm -hmm. and just like move it around. You find the band, you pull the okay. band out, you look up, and the Krantar has kind of reached out with one claw towards the pile of gold, and nothing happened. And it reaches out with the other claw. Mm -hmm. And nothing happens. This repeats for several clab, crab, crab claw clacking sounds, and and is getting nowhere. Crab picking, claw, cracking. Crab that's claw. not how. That's not how it's I meant that. Hard. But it basically is just like snapping at it, and nothing's happening. And okay. it looks confused uh, and frustrated. Back up closer to friend. Uh, so the illusion fades, because um, it has now okay. realized there's nothing there. But okay. As it looks up back at you, and it now sees no giant shiny pile of things in front of you, or in front of it, and now four shiny things with you, um, you now have his complete and undivided attention. But from behind him, from behind the crab, you see several creatures pop their heads up out of the water. Oh. And begin... How big? What uh, size? Yours. Okay. Just, just normal, medium-sized, humanoid uh, creatures. And kind mm -hmm. of pop up and th start throwing tridents at the Krantar. Oh! At, at the Krantar, not at you. And okay. the Krantar well, looks yeah. confused because now zero shinies. And also mm -hmm. tridents being thrown at him. Mm -hmm. He scuttles on into the water and disappears under the water. And okay. at the edge, you see several creatures kind of floating. They have kind of a, obviously an aquatic look to them because they came from under the water. They look like they typically live under the water or near the water. Uh, they would oh, be what okay. you would assume to be merfolk. Okay. And there are three of them. They are green-ish. Okay. And one of them kind of floats to the edge of the water Hello. You are the giant one. Hello, yes? thank you for uh for your help. Uh usually, yes. You are welcome. Hmm. We are Plaren. Could you please spell that? P L E R A N. And we live in these waters. Okay. The Great Krantar is something we often run into. Easily distracted creature. Mm. Very much so. Why are you here? In in our world, they're sort of cute. He mulls the word over. Interesting. That is not how we 
perceive them, but I believe we have analogous creatures to yours. You are from the other plane, yes? Yes. You come in search of the one who came several days ago. Uh, yes, we do. That's something Radden didn't mention, but Karis did tell you as you guys were kind of walking. Trellis has been gone for three days. Three days, okay. That he's kind of been stuck tiny, so to speak. Mm. He was taken by the winged ones. Yes, we we did hear about that. Where do they normally... Northeast uh, of here. Live? Nest? Uh, northeast, okay. Near the great... He kind of points in the direction, great. sort of of the staircase, but also sort of of a bookshelf near the staircase. That you can kind of see okay. in the distance. Okay. There is a mountain there. It is often where at least some of the Tepriv make their home. There's a village at the bottom. It is called Vertical. Is the village friendly, or is it Tepriv? It is Tepriv. They are not overtly hostile normally. I think, much like the rest of us, we simply seek answers. Ah, I understand. This is, shall we say, not an intended visit for us. Nor, I imagine, the owner uh, of this building. uh, Correct. As I've mentioned to some other folk uh, just previously, uh, he is working, uh, actively working on a solution. I imagine you mean the Atheran. I believe you would call them elves. Yes, that is correct. Hmm. Well, we will let you be on your way then. Safe travels. And the the three of them kind of sink back down into the river. And you see them come ashore on the other side of the river. There's kind of a large island. Mm-hmm. And there's sort of, you see people gathering on the side of the water, and it looks like maybe they, you know, spend some of their time up there, but you can actually see, as you look out into the water, um, quite a distance down, there are buildings okay. under the water in the distance. And as, so you guys are kind of, you can tell it's kind of game later in the day, mm-hmm. relative to where the sun is coming through the windows. Okay. And Karis speaks up, I, th- I think it would be wise if we kept moving. This is I agree. not what I would call dangerous, but not what I would call safe either. Make me, and I'll have them do it too, uh, make me perception checks. 20! That's not good. Not a natural 20 for me, but yeah, an 8 is less good than a 20. And a 9 is not much better than that 8. So we will go with your 8. Yeah. Um, in the distance, you see sort of what you think he was talking about. Um, you see kind of a large area where it kind of just turns to dirt and then past that stone, mm. but not stone that's the same color as the tower. Stone that's like a deep, dark brown. And then it kind of runs okay. right up to the bookcase and you see mm. watchtowers and high platforms sticking okay. off of the bookcase. Mm. Uh, this is probably several hundred yards away. You can kind of just see this on the edge of your, your vision. Mm-hmm. And you do see some movement in the sky. Okay. Um, Vrim kind of looks at you. What is your suggestion, then? I say we head towards the, uh, the town of Vertical. So be it. We will see if we run into anything new there. Most interesting place this is. Interesting. I must tell Radden to stop experimenting. Seems to have gone differently than he expected. Uh, So you guys walk for a few minutes. You get in range, and as you do, you do do get a better vision, and this looks like a settlement. looks like a a city. Like I said, it has the watchtowers, you know, set up on the bookshelf. You can sort of see small houses and, and huts, and it looks like... Everything looks like it should shouldn't be there because it, it's sitting on a shelf yeah but it sort of makes sense yeah you imagine like this is what it would be set up like on their plane just mm-hmm. on the side of a cliff not yeah the fourth bookshelf on the right <laughs> where Rand keeps all of his i don't know gaming manuals and 
uh, you know, his comic DM, books. He, he has his DM screen and his comic books, right? Uh, yeah. Something, something, Archie Comics, something, something, Spider-Man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the, the, he does do interplanar experiments, so like... Really complicated ones, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really, really, He's just got to get that new volume of Hawkeye. Yeah. And his sweet, sweet SNES collection. You're not sure what SNES stands for, but it looks cool. Um, something, something... Super Mario 3, I think? What? I don't know. It's fine. Um, I don't remember which one's on SNES, to be honest. RPG? Maybe it's RPG. Uh, SNES is Super... SNES is Super R... Super Mario World. World. Okay. Um... Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what have I done? Okay. <laughs> so as you approach, you do see some... <laughs> I'm not going to say they're similar to Aarakocra, but you do see some avian creatures. Uh, and they have okay. taken notice of you guys. Uh, and you do see in the distance, Trellis. Unarmed, but also he seems to be okay. Uh, it, it looks like they're asking him questions. Okay. He just kind of looks frustrated because, okay. you know, this wasn't his idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's not really sure what's happening. And as you approach, one of them breaks from the group and... Stay where you are. What do you want? We want to take our friend back more giant ones eh. mm. we want answers he... if you ask if you ask us questions we might have answers for you why are we in this building now because our friend radin uh is a, a thaumatologist and he did uh an experiment and ended up crossing and melding our planes together it was an accident he's working on a solution he will fix it yes hmm. Hmm. we do not belong here with your bookshelves and your staircases this I one agree. is of no help trella speaks up the mic i've been trying to tell you that for two days now but you, <laughs> and one of them just kind of like Shh, Stop it. <laughs> from the di from a distance, you kind of you feel like you're being watched, and and not just by sort of the other creatures who live in the village. Uh, in the distance, mm -hmm. just before the bookshelf, you actually see more water. Okay. Uh, it looks like a obviously it's it's not a big, it's not nearly as big as the other one. It's, it's maybe like a small, they got like a large stream or like a very small river kind of okay. appears to run through this area. It's probably where they get their water. And at the very edge of it, you see a creature standing who appears to be watching you. Um, he looks similar to... How big? Uh, uh, still technically medium. He's very much pushing okay. the boundaries of medium. But so is Vrem. So. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. He appears to be Claren, like the other sea creatures were. Um, okay. Aquatic in nature, but where many of them were sort of green or greenish blue, he's more of like the color's like faded, and he's much bigger. Mm. Uh, and he's kind of standing on the edge of the water, just very intently staring at you. Uh, I'll ask one of the the um, the te tepriv. Uh, do you know this individual? And I'll point at the dude. He is Plaren, but he is no longer a part of their tribe. His name is Malectus. Did he cause trouble? Some. Before. Before we ended up here. I believe mm. he was attempting to take control of their tribe. Our journey shall we call it i see has somewhat thwarted his plans inadvertently i believe yahweh's blessings do not always be obvious that... but clearly it has made a difference in making sure the Plaren are where they are now i believe him to have been trouble if we were to uh, if we were to uh 
re-separate the planes again, would he be able to continue his plans? He, he would certainly start over, I think. He comes and goes. We do not stop him, but we do not let him stay here either. He searches for whatever he can find of use to him here, though I believe he has found nothing so far. He's the the Claren has become begun pacing back and forth at the edge, and you see in one hand, or actually in both hands, you see large daggers. Like, mm. like what you would like. These are so like, uh, let's say like uh, uh, Shim. So Shim's got his uh, rapier that's part of his cane, but Shim also carries daggers. And Shim's pretty good yeah. sized guy. These daggers would be too big for Shem. Yeah. Um, oh. And he kind of hefts one. And he launches it at Vrim. And Vrim just kind of knocks it away with his shield. I do not take kindly to that one. He is trouble. Nor do I. I agree. Shall we fight him, or shall we... Malectus almost seems kind of amused. That Vrim's kind of so easily just kind of knocked the dagger to the side. And he now has two in his hand mm. again. Like, one, one in each hand. Oh, where did... Okay, where did the knocked away one go? It's next to Vrim's feet. Okay. Just want to make sure it wasn't like one of those, like, there's an enchantment you can put on. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like the returning thing. That, like, boomerangs them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, you are fairly certain, just because you can kind of, um, as Crimson Warden, you just kind of have a sense of these things. It does have an aura to it. Mm hmm Okay. The, 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 one, the one that's next what, to you guys. What kind? Um. What kind of aura? Let me find a, oh, I never, I can never keep up with those. Let's go with evocation. Okay. Uh, and Vrim kind of reaches down to pick it up, and it shocks him. Oh. Ah. That's interesting. Very. Hmm. Can, can I try to pick it up? If you want to. Uh, make me a... Let's go. Ooh. I'm trying to think of which... Make me a con save. 24, because that's a natural 20. <laughs> that's weird. You have a really high modifier for that. That's nice. Um, I do, because it's a proficiency. Oh, oh right, right, right. Okay. You think it would have shocked you, and you feel like the, the charge happens, but you don't feel anything. Mm. Like, it doesn't actually hurt you. Um, okay. And it seems that every couple of seconds... And and you notice like when you when you examine the one you're holding, and the one he's holding, mm -hmm. the ones he's holding don't pulse. This one pulses every couple of seconds. Okay, so it's sort of like a security kind of thing. Like, hey, don't touch my stuff. Or maybe just like, an yeah, just like an outside of his uh, connection to him thing. Maybe mm. it keeps continuously pulsing with that shocking, almost like shocking grasp. Okay. Uh. How far can you throw a dagger? I think that's 30, 60. Or I guess, sorry, 60. I think that's 60, 30. It's either 60, 30 or just 30. But I will look. Okay. So 20 would get you to where, like, you could easily throw it to where the avian creatures are, but you probably couldn't throw it at all to where he is. Okay. Um. Trellis could. Um, because Trellis is probably the closest of anyone to him. But you couldn't. Okay. From where you are now. Okay, so yeah, if you move 30, you'll be like next to John, and then yeah, you could throw it back at him if you wanted to. Yes. I want to do that. Do it. That's 15. Misses. Okay. Um, but you, you very much catch him off guard. Because not only did you throw it back at him, but you were able to carry at a distance, and that doesn't make any sense to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do initiative. Okay. But the avian... So you see the avian creature's... Well, uh, I'm not going to stop you. Be careful. 
Uh, and they kind of pull Trellis to the side. Uh, and you kind of see the others up on the shelves and in the towers back out and take cover. Mm. Um, okay, so Karis will move up there. And she will take a shot at Mr. Mr. Electric Dart throwing not nice man. <laughs> for I forgot the name of the, the name I made for the race. So Ma just... Malect uh, Plarin. She I shouldn't Malectus be Plarin. She draws back her bow because she doesn't appreciate um anyone throwing anything at her friends, particularly not this mm. close to her brother. And she will Ugh. Okay. Uh, she pulls back her bow, launches an arrow, and it hits him square in the chest. And he looks very surprised and very confused. And then we will now say it is Vrim's turn. Uh, Vrim moves up, but he's kind of out of range. Uh, and he will actually... He kind of reaches out and touches you on the shoulder. Um, and he casts Bless. Oh, oh Bless. And it is Sean's turn. Okay. Uh, she can, he uh, does it for you, you have it, and Karis has it. Okay. Uh, Bless is a 1d4. On, it looks like and... attack rolls and saving throws. Okay. So. Oh, beg pardon. I'm going to do... Um... Yeah. I'm going to do Chromatic Orb. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do... I... Hmm... Part of me doesn't want to do crimson damage just in case it does sort of like infect this plane. I don't want to mess with that. Okay. So sure. I'm gonna go with acid for the damage. Okay. And so I make a ranged spell attack. I'm no, gonna do that. One. Yeah, that's an at one. Oh, uh, you know what? Do I have to do the D4 or can I save it? You can say. I think you can save it. I'd like to uh, save it because, like, no cannibal. way. It doesn't say have to. Okay, I'm I'm gonna not do that then because it I don't think it's gonna matter. I don't think his armor class is eleven. So like, no, even no, if no. I do get a natural four, it's not gonna make a difference. Uh, yeah, you. So and yeah, you launch kind of you launch the orb at him, and he, with even more deafness than you necessarily expect, kind of just shifts out of the way back towards the water. Mm. Uh, and he reaches out and grabs hold of one of the daggers. And you see his hand kind of, his hand almost glows a little, like there's a little energy that comes out of him and into the dagger, and he launches it at Karis. Oh. And she, ooh, that's a 24. She's rolling high. Like, it doesn't matter if it's me or if it's you. She's just rolling she, high She today. did that last time. She did that last time you yeah. played with Karis. Uh, okay, she needs I to make. I remember that. Yeah. She needs to make a dex save, but thankfully she has a pretty high dex. Uh, okay, she does not make her dex save. So he that. hits her with the dagger, and she takes. Um, and she looks unhappy, but okay. That was almost half her hit points. Okay. <laughs> Hefty bunch. Uh, it is her turn, and she, as I said, not happy. Mm -hmm. um, so she pulls back another arrow and launches another arrow. I was really hoping for another natural 20 there. That would have been really satisfying yeah. and kind of funny. Uh, but she does hit him. Is not bad. Yes, absolutely. She does hit him. And that will do D8 plus 5 for 6. Oh. Not the ideal D8, but that's okay. No. Um, Vrim's turn. Vrim is much closer now. That makes Vrim very happy. Uh, Vrim just kind of charges forward and hauls back his greatsword uh, because he, much like Karis, does not appreciate watching his friends get hit. Um, and, oh, wrong one. Where is the thing? And he kind of, he almost roars as he does it. Like, he seems angry is the wrong word, but he's decidedly not happy. And that's, uh, he takes a swing... Uh, and he, I think, kind of gets maybe a little overly aggressive, and it kind of just goes straight over Malecta's head as he kind of dodges out of the way. John's turn. All right, I'm going to try that uh, that um, chromatic orb again. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can... Yeah, I've, I've only got... 
I need to, like, make a chromatic orb. Another natural one! Woo! Is that even... <laughs> like, I'm almost thinking something's wrong. Uh, I can roll a hundred d20 to reset the... the... random number generator. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. I basically get... I, I'm gonna make a total mess, but... <laughs> oh. There we go. It, it has to be on my account because it's account linked. Oh no, but I just wanted to do it out of pure curiosity. Um, you rolled like eight more ones. Yes, I did. Anyway, it should be fine now. That is mathematically unlikely. Yep, it Wait, should be how, fine how now. How many 20s did you roll? Only two. Uh, two. <laughs> That's really interesting. Okay, just roll yeah. one for me because now I'm just curious. Just like just, slash just, r1d20. No, just, just make your attack again. Okay. Because that, like, low-key... And that's <laughs> a three. Okay, so you, you do miss. Um, that I was really just... Miss. That was pure frustration on my point, but we're gonna go with it. Um, okay. <laughs> it is now his turn. And he will take a stab at Vrim. And that is a 22. That does hit. And Vrim will try and make a dexterity save, though as a paladin in full plate, that's gonna be questionable um that's a two uh so he manages to kind of roll as vrim rolls and he just he sticks him good and boop uh 3d6 plus some dip uh, okay he takes some damage that's not terrible it's not good but it's not terrible and it is karis's turn and she's fed up with this tomfoolery and a 19. That's, that's very good. That's really very good. She is absolutely ridiculous, and I love it. And he will take... punch more damage from her longbow. Because she ain't pleased right now. Mm -hmm. His tomfoolery and or nonsense. Uh, Vrim tries to hit him with his longsword. He connects. Because, again, tomfoolery and nonsense, and he's not pleased. And takes a hefty chunk out, and is now John's turn. Okay, I'm gonna hit him in the back of the head <laughs> with okay. my quarter staff. Are you trying? Because to... apparently my spells keep fizzling. Are you trying to like knock him unconscious, or? No, I'm just trying to hit him in the back of the head with my quarter staff. Okay, do the thing. That's a miss. I do like that it says okay. whack when it rolls it. That's pretty good. Yeah, because you that. can add text to to uh, like in the description portion of oh, the yeah, attack yeah. section. Uh, so. He does not appreciate that, and he kind of sidesteps you, swipes under, and takes a swipe at you, but he misses. Okay. With his dagger, and Karis, and you've never heard her do this before, Karis yells, Enough! This is enough. This is not our fault. This is not your fault. This is not Radden's, it's sort of Radden's, it's not even really his fault. You need to stop. And she takes aim, but you think she aims more to disable him than anything else? Mm -hmm. And she kind of, she takes another shot with her bow, but it kind of takes him off of his feet and just drops him. And Vrim just kind of puts a hand on his chest and holds him down. You hurt the girl. We're done. Eh. Mm. Giant one ruins everything. I was so close. Yeah. I was gonna take the boy's band and get big and go. Yeah. Mm. Ruins everything. And he struggles, but eventually he just kind of. Mm. Just kind of lets go. Okay. Yeah. Would it be such a bad idea? To take him out of this plane and into our own? To, in theory, prevent him from doing other things eventually? Yes! Okay. Or do they have a justice system here? Because I'd rather they handle it if they do have a justice system, but I don't know that you, for sure. This plane seems, in general, a little more... Like, maybe a step or two behind yours in terms of advancement. Okay. 
like you're not sure really what would happen to him like sort of like the Tepriv did nothing to stop him but they did nothing to help him the Plaren kicked him out of their area but no one's really done anything to like genuinely prevent him from acting he just kind of seems to be on his own and maybe he wouldn't be safe here or maybe it wouldn't be safe here with him eventually it's an interesting concept I'm sure Radden could point you in the direction of someone to deal with that problem, in theory. Yeah. Uh, Vrim kind of... So, I'm I'm just going to assume you mull this out loud. Yeah. And Vrim just kind of looks at you. Interesting. I... Hmm. I know someone who would take him. You do. I do. My concern with this idea is that it could potentially create planar ripples Mm. just interesting effect i don't want to disturb the planes any more than they've already been disturbed no 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 and i don't know if taking him out would it is harder it might be better for him to remain here but he is a problem he is and he seems rather not precisely impotent here but his plans have certainly been foiled and until the planes have been sorted out i doubt he can continue with his plans um i will certainly be alerting radon to the situation Yes, um, I seeking his counsel there. I suggest we leave him with his people, and perhaps we can come back for him later if Radin deems it safe. I know someone who will take him in custody if necessary. I see. I'm sure you've I... met her. She finds her way around. Ah, I believe I may well have met her. She uh, goes where Yahweh sends her. And I do not think he would be opposed to helping in a situation like this. We will take him back to his people for now. And you seem to get no argument out of the Tepriv. Yeah. And Trellis kind of is let walk back over towards you guys. Well, interesting. Couple of days, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give him his armband back. Thank you. I apparently cannot leave without it. You're welcome. Appreciate it as always, John. If we uh, leave now, I believe we can drop our new friend off and still return to the staircase by nightfall. Seems about right. Uh, So you guys make your way back to the original river you found, and your player and friends kind of come up from the surface and look rather confused by what Malectus is doing there. Interesting. I'm currently experiencing a cat. Hang on a second. Okay. That's another t-shirt idea. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm experiencing a cat. So the the one who talked to you earlier looks at you. Why have you brought him here? We were hoping you could take him into your custody. I suppose. Uh, two of them kind of get out of the water, walk ashore. And you see one of them kind of meditate on something for a second and kind of produces a pair of shackles. Similar to mm-hmm. what uh, I think Peter talked about it several sessions ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Clerics can kind of do... I think it's... I don't know if it's a dwarf thing or a cleric thing. We're going to pretend it's a cleric thing so that this guy can do it. It's not a dwarf thing because that wouldn't make any I sense. Think it's, I think it's a cleric thing to do with a specific, um, oh, a specific... class ability if you go with a certain subclass. It's the... the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the smithing. Yeah, smithy. Yes, that one. Uh, so he produces a set of manacles. Manacles, uh, Malectus, and they lead him back into the water. Mm-hmm. And he turns and looks at you, um, the the player you talked with earlier. We would prefer mm-hmm. if you do not leave him here for long. We do not intend to. Excellent. We have yet to formalize any plans. However, we believe that we would have purposes for him on our plane. So be it. 
If it causes no further issues, we will release him back to you. Thank you. Thank you. May your journey home be quick. And uh, they head back into the water, and Malectus is just kind of mumbling the whole time. And as soon as he gets to the water, so you guys have kind of been... You took his daggers from him. Yeah. And he had several more on him. Once he's back in the water, they stop constantly shocking. Hmm. And they're just kind of like, you can tell there's still an aura to them, but yeah. they don't do anything now. So you okay. just have like a collection of like six daggers. That are okay. just way too oversized for you. But okay. it's fine. I think... That won't bite me later, I'm sure. Yeah, I think honestly, kind of want to keep him for Shim. Okay, like... that's fine. Yeah, I think that'd be nice. We'll see if he can make use of them. It's Shim. Yeah. I'm sure he will. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so you guys head back to the staircase, and as you pass through the barrier, you are full size again. Okay. Trellis looks very happy. Where's the food? <laughs> uh, and Radden meets you at the stairs. <sighs> well, very good. Um, thank you. Again, this is obviously not something I planned on, but hopefully I can fix it soon. Yes. Um, I, I sort of give him the rundown on uh, uh, Malectus. Okay. And as you... And all that. So you guys sit down, you eat, uh, you talk about mm -hmm. stuff, and as you get up to go, uh, he thanks you again, um, gives you 100 gold, and mm -hmm. as you step out... You hear Vrim look at him and say, I'll contact Aurora in the morning. Hopefully she will come and take the Merfolk boy. And Ren nods at him, turns and smiles at you, and closes the door. And that's the first time you've heard a name for her. Aurora. Okay. Uh, okay. So we will stop there. All right. Jenny, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Hi. For, so for the one shot. We are back from City on the Hill Gaming. This is another one of our side quests, a little adventure for Jenny and her character, John Abermere, a nice. crimson born human. And just kind of a a little exploration of something different that I've kind of been mm -hmm. working on. Um, so if you want more of our content, cityonthehillgaming.com. Uh, or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and at City on the Hill Game on Twitter, or City on the Hill Gaming at gmail.com. Jenny, tell us yeah, all the Saving uh, the Game things. Okay, uh, so I'm one of the co-hosts of Saving the Game, a uh, Christian podcast about um, tabletop role-playing games such as this one. Um, we actually just finished up our uh, Ten Commandments series where we examined the Ten Commandments uh, in relation to the gaming table. Um, and we're about to get started on um, uh, sort of a, a very, I don't know if it's even going to be two episodes. There's going to be a Halloween episode coming up. I'm oh, really no. excited. Oh, yes, because here's the thing. I suggested it and I okay. I like the topic. I'm intrigued. Um, yeah, and so that may or may not be multiple episodes, and the next series we're going to be working on is on the alignment system in D&D. &D. Ooh, you're um, actually doing it. We are actually doing that. I'm excited. Um, after the Halloween episode. Uh, okay. We are doing that. Interesting. Um, yes. And it's, it's almost time, it's... I believe, because I think I saw either on Twitter or Facebook, it's almost time for Mike Perna's every 33 episodes visit. Yes, it, it's very, very close. Which, which always makes um, me happy. I believe that's yeah. not too, too far from now. Uh, uh, I can't do math well. Is it 166? But I... uh, no, it's 165, Is I it think. 165? Okay, I know it's somewhere in there. So go check them out, stgcast.org. Multiples of 11s are weird. So yes, stgcast.org, um, Saving the Game on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. We have our own Discord channel that you can access through our website of we, various we... games. We even play tabletop games on the Discord channel from time to time. Yes, that does yeah, also happen. We have a we have a play by post group, and a new devotional group mm -hmm. that just uh, just started, I believe, in the last week or two. So go check yeah. them out on Twitter, on Discord, 
uh, and check out Peter's articles uh, every other week that there's not an episode yes. uploaded. Yes. Uh, stgcast.org or savingthegamepodcast.org. He said totally yes. unsure of himself. I think that redirects correctly. I believe you're correctly. right, but stgcast.org is just very simple. It's very simple, so. so just use that one. Way easier. Or look it up in yes. your favorite podcast application. We appreciate you guys listening, and uh, hope to see you again in the future. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgaming. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter Grant and Jenny at stgcast.org or at Saving the Game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day.